0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. On today's episode, it's going to be some tea. We are truly spilling the tea on today's episode. It is about Weight Watchers and Noom and how they've taken to the weight loss injection market. And we're going to dive into that, um, some of my thoughts on it, and why I think it's not good and why this is the whole reason of why I do what I do, right? Um, there are some situations that I feel like this weight loss injection can work for people, but the way it's being marketed is to like the everyday person who wants to lose weight. We're going to go over that as well. You know, everything has pros and cons. Everything has... Um, You know, benefits and risks and whatnot. And that's what we're going to discuss today. And a little bit of tea on it. If you're just here for the tea and the gossip, that's cool too. But without further ado, we are going to dive right in. Welcome to the Tea with Tina, your favorite podcast where we talk all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and maybe a little bit of tea gets spilled. We chat all about this in a super casual environment. So grab your beverage of choice, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Stumbled upon this, I get a weekly um, fitness article emailed to me just with the happenings in the fitness business space. It's kind of like stock markety a little bit too. <laughs> I'm not the stock person. My husband's really into stocks, but it does show like, hey, this person acquired this company and yada, yada. It's a little boring, but kind of interesting. And one of the things that was in there, which is why I follow this newsletter um to keep up to date of what's going on in the fitness realm outside of my little world is that noom and weight watchers are offering um weight loss injectables like wagovi which is you know another name brand for ozempic um through telehealth services okay um noom offers its own telehealth service now that's called New Med, which we'll dive into. And Weight Watchers, about three months ago at the time of recording this podcast, maybe a little bit before, um, acquired a telehealth medicine service um, under their name. So there's a lot going on. I'm referring to a Good Morning America article that sums up everything pretty well, so you're going to see me, for those of you on YouTube, (laughs) um, watching me you know, kind of glance through these because it's a good like I said, summary of things, but I'm gonna kind of stop at different points and we're gonna dive into the different topics, okay? So let's get started. So Noom is an app that helps people track their eating and exercise habits. They're now offering prescriptions through a new telehealth platform known as a Noom Med. The company said Noom Med will be available to people who meet certain requirements, okay? Such as BMI of 30 or higher, and who are members of Noom Weight, which is a $42 a month program that offers psychological tips to help with weight loss. The cost of Noom Med will be $49 per month and includes interactive patient education, a psychologically aware curriculum, and a suite of comprehensive nutrition and exercise tools, according to the company. Users who qualify can be prescribed weight loss medication after undergoing comprehensive lab work and a health evaluation by a board-certified physician or a physician-supervised nurse, according to Noom. Okay, so this is a a lot to unpack here. Let's just pause here. I'm not super involved with the new world, but there are a couple reputable fitness professionals that I follow in the space. Um, One of them being Justina Erikel. I don't know if I pronounced her last name wrong. I apologize if I did not. But she is good at keeping up with this and kind of pointing out um, why things can be not so great and she she did a video on Noom and from what i've seen Noom has rebranded because they were pretty much like promoting themselves as like oh you know we promote balance we're so great you can eat whatever you want but then they were prescribing like 1200 calorie diets so <laughs> they kind of rebranded themselves now and they're a little bit more like mysterious with their advertising i'd say they're a lot more generic Not necessarily generic, but, like, they don't give you a whole lot of details with... Like, if you look at their ads and things like that, it kind of makes the consumer question like, "Hmm, I want to know more about this. You know, there's not a lot of information. They're not very upfront, even with pricing. Like I had no idea how much Noom cost. Like when I would see the ads, I actually like looked into it because I wanted to try it um, as an experiment because I've had clients who've tried it um, or were thinking about trying it. And I'm like, what is, what is this all about? And and Justina, she actually does that. Um, She, she does get a subscription and she kind of goes into the ins and outs of it. But so that's the one thing that kind of, is a red flag for me that they've already kind of rebranded. I mean, hats off for them, little golf clap for them for, you know, learning to adjust in a market as a business because it does suck when you get called out and you're that big and well-known um, and then you pivot. So I do say hats off to them, but it seems like They're kind of just pulling a move like Comcast, if anybody's familiar with Comcast. (laughs) They pulled an Xfinity, you know, like they they just rebranded so they didn't have um, negative association around them anymore, but they're still kind of doing the same stuff. They did not change their name, but they're just like shifting their market. Um, So it looks like they have this new med, which is the the telehealth, which is really interesting because I feel like this is maybe going to be a trend now that these two big companies, Weight Watchers and Noom, went the... Telemedicine route, which I think telemedicine, telehealth has skyrocketed because of the pandemic. You know, we needed an access to things that are less important that you may not need a hospital visit for. That you could just say, "Hey, I got a runny nose. Can you prescribe this for me?" Or it's pretty cool to see, like with weight loss surgeries um, or or. Any health-related things that my clients may be going through, um, they'll tell me that, you know, sometimes, like, a simple checkup will often be, like, a telehealth visit, which is nice because maybe they don't have to drive, you know, two hours to the hospital that they went to just for them to go, you're good! Um, it can just be, you know, kind of taken care of with a phone call. So, there are some benefits to it, um... So, But it looks like to be prescribed this medication, you have to have a BMI of 30 or higher. So you do have to be considered overweight. BMI is questionable. That could be a whole other podcast topic for another time. Um, So depending on the person, you have to be a subscribing member. Okay, so money. Um, And then you're going to be paying an additional $49 a month. And I'm assuming this doesn't include the actual medication. So you just kind of get interactive like, stuff on top of your program. So now you're paying, like, $91 a month? That's really interesting. Um... And then users who qualify can be prescribed weight loss medications after undergoing lab work and health evaluation. So yes, I mean, I'm I'm glad they're putting stuff in place like, hey, you have to meet these criteria. So it's not somebody who maybe has like an eating disorder who's trying to lose weight. I'm sure there's probably ways to get it. (laughs) But like, let's say you have an eating disorder and you're trying to do it to lose even more weight. Like if it's unhealthy or maybe you have underlying health conditions where you can't take this medication because it'll further some things. Like, okay, that's cool. I'm glad that they do it but there are some things to think about in this space because just because somebody's overweight or maybe pre-diabetic doesn't necessarily mean that they should be prescribed this medication. Have they tried all of the other outlets first? A a perfect example would be me, (laughs) okay? I want to share me. I do have a couple podcast episodes about birth control way in the beginning. I am kind of like a hormone junkie Hormones are very confusing, and I think they're very confusing because everybody is so different. You know, you can have five women from the exact same environments, same backgrounds, um, but for whatever reason, you know, their hormone levels might be slightly different, and, you know, all the different types of hormones, sex hormones, thyroid hormones, whatever, and, you know, because you have genetics environment, what you can say But if some, you know, the girl, number one, her hormone levels are... You know, 0.1 milligram or even microgram higher for estrogen versus the other girl, um, and she gets prescribed the same type of birth control as the other girl, they can have totally different side effects, okay? Um, it's crazy, there's no true science to it from what I see. There's really no like pattern saying if you're this X type of person, you're gonna have this reaction, or if you have this genetic component, you have this reaction. So because of that, I've had a long journey with birth control. And if you guys are new here or maybe have not listened to the episodes where I talk about it. I do have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is also kind of like a blanket term for saying that I have really irregular menstrual cycles. Um, and hormonal imbalances. Uh, there's different categories and things. Like, I'm leaner. I'm lean PCOS. People with PCOS tend to be more overweight. Um, they're at high risk for diabetes. Insulin resistance, which I do not have insulin resistance. I got tested recently. Um, but I have super regular periods. And because of that, I've made the personal decision to go on to birth control. And through my journey, I've tried, you know... Um, and IUD I've tried different types of pills and for one reason or another they give me negative side effects um, but how this relates to Ozempic and the weight loss injections is you do have to weigh your pros and cons at the end of the day okay so you know for somebody who's overweight if they've tried everything else you know uh, working out consistently eating a nutrient-rich balanced diet mindset techniques, stress relief, you know, drinking your water, supplementing to fill any nutrient gaps, like doing all those things, and it's been months and months and months and they still haven't been able to lose weight, then yes, I actually decline exactly in this situation. Um, I talk about this in the podcast episode that I made about Ozempic, so if you want to listen to that, I'll link that in the show notes, but um, I've had this happen before, and I think that's a time and place, but the amount of people who actually need that might be like one in ten. Okay, it's not going to be all the people that are just like, I don't feel like trying a diet. Or maybe they haven't dieted the right way. Maybe they did crash diets or they didn't really follow through. You know, maybe they were good Monday through Friday and then they went off the rails on the weekends. They weren't really dieting. Um, You know, they were just super stressed out. They're not as consistent as they think they are. There's a lot of reasons. And, you know, they're like, well, this is too much work. Just give me the weight loss uh, injection. And, okay, you have a right to... Try the weight loss injection, but you just have to know what comes with that. Um, there's more and more things coming out. You know, we don't know the long-term effects of this as far as how it affects our health. Um, you know, people are getting prescribed it who are not diabetic because it's really meant for people with diabetes to help with insulin resistance. So we don't know necessarily if you don't have diabetes um it does kind of mess with your appetite and have your relationship with food like yes you don't want to eat but you don't want to eat because you're so nauseous and there's been many accounts i talk about this in my ozempic podcast episode of people who eat um you know kind of garbage like they'll just eat a bowl of cereal and they're like well i I wasn't really hungry the rest of the day or i'll eat a peanut butter sandwich and i only have half of it um and i'm losing weight and it's like yes you're in a calorie deficit woohoo but like how much nutrients are you intaking if you're eating a bowl of cereal and like a peanut butter sandwich right we're not getting the fruits veggies whole meats grains the things that we really need to feel good and for our body to function properly it's kind of like putting um garbage watered down gas into your Ferrari and you're wondering why it's like pewtering and sounding like garbage versus putting high quality gasoline filled with I don't know what's in gasoline but filled with <laughs> high quality gasoline stuff <laughs> I apologize for any of the car lovers out there um if it, if it means anything my dad is a car salesman and mechanic I should know more about cars than what I do <laughs> um so you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons of that. Like, I truly believe there are probably some people who struggle with diabetes, and maybe they don't want the injections. um, Or, you know, they're suffering with some symptoms, and they tried to eat healthy, and the weight's just not coming off for one reason or another. And the injection would be a great option for them. Just like with me, I'm a fitness trainer. I really go out of my way to try to eat a well-balanced diet. I move regularly. I drink water, take my supplements. I do all the things. I prioritize rash, stress management, boundaries. And still my symptoms haven't really improved. I think it helps keep them at bay. And I've said this before. I really do think it, it keeps them borderline. You know, I could have way worse symptoms and have worse flare-ups if I kind of just like, screw it, I'll do whatever. Um, but birth control has kind of helped... Uh, in my journey to find the one that works well. Um, when it does work, it, it does help keep things at bay and, and um, I weigh the pros and cons. And because trust me, we could get into a whole podcast episode on this, but there are side effects of birth control and birth control is kind of demonized in the health and fitness space because it's artificial. Um, people kind of take a black and white all or nothing approach to it. And I've kind of felt that way when I first You know, started to use it and had negative side effects as well. But like anything, again, it's you weigh your pros and cons. Me without being on um, a pill would cause me to not get my period for months at a time, which could potentially be unhealthy for your uterus and you um, increase your uh, risk of getting certain cancers from that and it also just messes with my hormones it's not healthy to kind of go through the hormone cycle so that's another reason i kind of try to choose to do it to keep me sane um some of the hormones i do get benefit me positively um like i said there are some risks but i'm a generally healthy person so i'm my benefits outweigh my risks right and there's been periods of times where i took a break from it or i tried something different and that's okay right i think things are going to ebb and flow and Yes, I hope, sorry I started to ramble a little bit, but I hope that makes you kind of understand a little bit more um, the comparison of, you know, the weight loss injection of how it can be a choice. And I'm not saying that, you know, not it's not for anybody and it's the devil, but... You know, there are some easier, lower risk options that I think other people can try before resulting on that. And I think that's what comes down to medicine in general is no medicine is bad. Like most medicine is created because there was a need for it or somebody's trying to solve a problem. Um, I think there's just... specific instances where maybe it needs to be used and it's not meant for like everybody and ozempic is definitely one of those that just caught wind of a trend um, in in the media and you see celebrities or rumors of celebrities using it like the kardashians and things like that and everybody like suddenly wants their hands on it because it just seems like a miracle drug right these come about every five ten years (laughs) um but we'll move on so weight watchers we kind of covered noon. About the route they went. Weight Watchers, which they're now WW, which it's just Weight Watchers, um, made the same move. In March, Weight Watchers announced it had acquired Sequence, a subscription-based telehealth platform that provides telemedicine appointments with doctors who can prescribe popular medications like Ozempic and Wegovy. So, you know, you can kind of see where these companies are going. My thoughts on the situation is that... Newman Weight Watchers got a bad rep from fitness professionals like myself. I've never like really dedicated my life to crap talking them, but you may have heard me talk about them a couple times. I've had clients who've went through, and you know they said it's it's really not worth it. People like their companies because they're low cost, they're popular. You see celebrities affiliated with them, and like I said, it's convenient, it's cheap, whatever. But they can offer these low, cheap prices man these dang construction vehicles i hate it <laughs> but they can offer low prices because they're so big you know they they tend to millions of people as well someone like myself where i only have a small roster of clients 10 to 20 at a time you know you're gonna get much more personalized individualized attention from me and you know Not garbage like that. But that's what happened is a lot more fitness people, I feel like, called out Weight Watchers and Noom and maybe gave them a negative rep. And maybe more people are shifting their focus to more independent trainers to support their businesses and things like that. With the rise of online coaching and just even going to gyms and them opening up again because of, you know, the end of the pandemic. And um, I think it took away from their business. So they were probably losing profits. They were losing, you know, the household name and they pivoted i think that's what they chose to do they chose to pivot um it's kind of funny thinking about this i think we are kind of in this divide again now if you don't remember like maybe five ten years um i would say maybe ten years ago there was a trend it might have been after the Super Size me documentary that that documentary turned me off of mcdonald's almost forever but um There was this trend with mcdonald's like oh everything's healthy like all the places like wendy's like we have sea salt on our fries now and mcdonald's is like oh yeah we have apples and grilled chicken and fruit and yogurt parfaits and i think it's funny how businesses pivot and i think we're pivoting away from healthy anymore and it goes it comes and goes it's gonna come again you know the pendulum is gonna swing again but i think we're pivoting away from healthy again at least maybe in the fast food realm i mean i'm definitely seeing a rise in like grocery store products being healthier and more convenient and things like that but you know i was just talking with a client the other day and i was saying like oh yeah doesn't mcdonald's have a fruit and yogurt parfait you can get that instead of the fries and i looked on their menu and i was shocked the they really simplified they probably saw that the healthy food wasn't making the money anymore so they're like well we're gonna lean into being a fast food junk food company which is fine whatever it's them (laughs) everything in moderation, more power to them, but I thought that was interesting, because now they're just burgers, chicken nuggets, fries, um, they do have apple slices you can get for kids, um, but that's it, like, you know, they don't really have any healthy choices, and I thought that was interesting. Wendy's is still alright with the healthy choices, I think they balance with, like, crazy unhealthy choices, and, like, they have salads, um, Chick-fil-A is still another great option, but, That's another instance of companies kind of pivoting and usually it's for money and companies are out there to make money. We do need to profit to keep running, but I think they also need to take into account their mission statement with with this. It just says, a New York-based dietitian said these companies are profit-driven. If people want to lose weight and they center that as the thing that's valuable, we're going to see more companies jump on the bandwagon and start to use the GLP-1s. And GLP-1s are those weight loss injectables. Um, Ozempic and Wagovi are part of a class of drugs called GLP-1-RAs that help people produce insulin and lower the amount of sugar in the blood. Um, They slow the movement of food through the stomach, curbing appetite and leading to weight loss. Um, it's talking about the drugs without insurance coverage the cost of medications can run over a thousand dollars per month I mean with the cost of coaching industry standard is anywhere from 250 to $500 a month for full premium online coaching you're talking customized workouts customized nutrition with you know weekly check-in calls um or recordings and you know that's only 250 or 500 a month a fraction of what this medication is and you can at least invest in habits to better your life for the long run you have to deal with all this crazy stuff and like what happens if you stop taking the drug you can't afford a thousand dollars a month you're gonna gain all the weight back and who knows what the withdrawal symptoms are for something like that and, you know, this This dietitian comments again, what I've seen when, with patients on these medications is that it drastically changes their relationship with food. So this idea that this is an easy fix is completely not true. There are tons of side effects that go on with this medication and people are actually sacrificing quite a bit to have thinness and live in a smaller body. That's the other important thing. Like. Do you desire being thin and at a certain number so much that you would rather do that than, you know, try to tackle and get to the root of your relationship with food and better your relationship with food? Um, You know, again, it's weighing your pros and cons. Just like with weight loss surgery, a lot of people are at a really dangerous weight, even if you look at, like, you know, my 600-pound life or my 1,000-pound life, whatever. These people get put on really, really strict diets, I don't know how healthy they are, but maybe they need to take these extreme measures because if they're at this weight for even one more day, I mean, they could have a heart attack within an hour. Like, they're just so overweight, like, they can die at any minute. And I think that's why these extreme protocols um, are in place. So, like, I can see, I can definitely see instances, again, where this is used, but it's such a small percentage of the population, Um, like I said in my Ozempic, podcast such a small part of the population that you know the everyday person who's trying to lose 20 40 50 heck even 100 pounds I would try diet and exercise first honestly and that's kind of an issue that we have today too is a lot of people we're so busy and we're so out of touch that we gotta sound like an old person but we're so busy we're so out of touch that we don't even stop to kind of listen to our bodies and we don't want to put in the work to find the root cause and don't get me wrong it's hard it's not easy it's not the easy route but if you find the root cause you can nip things at the source and once you do discover things you're usually good to go for life and it's such a better transformation as opposed to putting a band-aid on something um and half-assing it for lack of a better term so some things to think about So, yeah, I did just want to kind of give some tea in there. Weight Watchers and Noom now apparently acquired telehealth of some uh, proportion where they can prescribe weight loss medication, which is kind of interesting um, because then that just goes to show you that they're really there for the money. They probably want to acquire the people who don't feel like putting in the work with a Weight Watchers program or the Noom program. Um, You know, they just want to increase profits. I don't think it's as much about... Helping people. So this is interesting. I'm curious to see the trends in the coming months of how this will affect other weight loss and nutrition <laughs> um, things. I think we're going to see probably a bigger split now of lifestyle and um, medical probably. I wish it would kind of be the other way around. I mean, I guess you could look at this as a combination of medical and lifestyle, but I'm hoping that instead of this divide of people who are like, you need to work out and eat healthy and then you can take weight loss drugs, I'm hoping that maybe this opens the door for more doctors to um, partner up with fitness people and prescribe um, you know, workout regimens, you know, your blood pressure is high and you could lose 20 pounds. So before I give you medication, let me prescribe you, uh, 12 weeks with a personal trainer and dietitian. And, you know, we're going to see how that goes. They're approved through our insurance. You know, we partner up with them and let's see if we can get the weight off. Let's check your blood pressure again, and we'll reevaluate. That's what I would love to do. (laughs) That is what I'd love to see for the fitness space. I want to see fitness, nutrition, and, The uh, medical space to kind of be all-encompassing. We do have that with physical therapy um, to some extent, but even that is a little bit watered down. So it's a little complicated, but that's the vision I would have for the future of health and wellness. Um, So yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments for those of you on YouTube. Where do you think this direction is going? What are your thoughts on the weight loss drugs? Um, Where do you see this changing in the fitness space what what do you see happening do you have any predictions i'd love to know and i'll chat with you in the comments if you aren't already be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel for more tea with tina podcast episodes i also do workouts on here and sit down and chat videos um for those of you listening on the podcast if you haven't already you can leave me a review that would mean a lot that just allows more people to listen to my show you can also share this with a friend if you found it helpful or you found it extra juicy and you just want to share some juicy gossip (laughs) some tea um but until next time guys i think i'll wrap up the episode we'll chat soon and bye for now